Hey guys, it's Sunray, and welcome back to the My So Called Thoughts podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you've heard our other, um, the other three episodes, thank you so much. You know, for tuning in. Episode four here, toxicity in the workplace. We'll dive into that in just a moment. Um, but if you are new here, um, I'm your host Sunray of the podcast, and I'm a wife, mama, and musician. And I pretty much just like to sit down with my microphone. <laughs> and talk about things that I'm thinking about, things that I've experienced, things that I'm going through, things that I feel like everyone is going through, everyone is experiencing, and I like to talk about it. I want to unpack it. I want to chat about it and just see how we could talk about how we're dealing with these things, how we can heal from these things, how we can move on. Uh, So thank you again so much for tuning in. Um, Wherever you're tuning in, just FYI, if you are looking um, for another way to tune in, the podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Uh, YouTube, and of course, Apple Podcasts, Uh, go ahead and leave a review. If you have any opinions or thoughts on the podcast, a review would be very much appreciated. Or if you just have an opinion on some of the things that, you know, we're discussing, uh, go ahead and visit the YouTube page because as I mentioned, the podcast is uploaded there. So you can go ahead and leave a comment on the actual uh, podcast video of just what you're thinking about and your opinions on it. Or if you have a testimony or a journey you'd like to share I would love to hear that. So I don't want to waste any time. I really want to jump into this. Um, as I mentioned, toxicity in the workplace. This is going to be a podcast where I share um, a bunch of stories. And if you have stories, like I said, please share them because I I think this is just a topic that we, you know, we all do. We've all dealt with toxicity in the workplace. And like I just talked about in the um, the last episode. Um, uh, the not the last episode, but the second to last episode, the millennial curse. A lot of millennials are wanting to ditch the nine to five, and I feel like because of some of this stuff that I'm going to be talking about today, um, it's a huge reason why. So you know, I just want to unpack it, and I also just want to talk about toxicity in the workplace, how I've dealt with it, how to move on, and you know, it 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 it's hard because it it's one thing that like you know we're always going to be working, you know, some of us, and um, you know, you have, you, a lot of us may deal with toxicity in every job or different circumstances. So I think that this is a really prevalent conversation to have. So, you know, just want to, you know, might as well talk about it, might as well get it off our chest. So going ahead and, uh, you know, I just want to dive in and, and begin talking about it. And so, um, you know, our family, it's, you know, it's me, my husband, and our almost one-year-old son, which is crazy. He's almost one-year-old, one years old. Um, you know, we've we've gone through some changes in the work department, and because of that, that's why I've been thinking about, you know, this whole situation with, you know, toxicity in the workplace. And I, I really would love to share, you know, our family's story and testimony and how we got to where we are today. I say this every episode. I know I sound like a broken record. You guys are probably sick of me, but I will probably share that on another podcast. But the only reason why is just because it's so long and I feel like it deserves its own episode. And I really would have to sit down and and decide what's too personal and what's not too personal to share. So that will be coming eventually. So look out for that. Um, But anyway, that is what kind of triggered this podcast because we've been have we've had some experiences and it just makes me think of you know I've been like dwelling on it and thinking about this topic. Um, you know, my husband and I we we've dealt with different jobs, bosses, work environments like total polar opposites. Um, 
various work cultures, you know, I can say we've had a, you know, we both have a pretty good uh, collective archive of, you know, work experience. And, you know, we both experienced amazing jobs, hard jobs, crazy jobs, you know, just all of it. And we've both also worked with, you know, all types of people, you know, all types of cultures. But one thing that, you know, we have in common and that has been very consistent for both of us is that we've, we both experience, you know, the toxicity in the workplace in its own avenue. We both have had, you know, almost like we've worked different jobs, but we've had like the same toxicity, which is kind of interesting and weird. It's been very textbook, like super similar. And like I said, even though we've never worked like similar style jobs, um, you know, I know whoever out there is listening, you know, if you've had a toxic job or, you know, a toxic, you know, boss, like <laughs> I definitely can say that this is the podcast for you because we're definitely going to dive in and talk about it. Cause like I said, I have so many stories and I just, I really would love to share them. Um, so kind of starting off with my journey, um, my first job was at a little family, um, fast food joint and I only worked there, you know, in the summer between semesters at college. So I don't really have much to say about it. Um, they had really good gyros and they were fire and I enjoyed, I enjoyed their food and that's pretty much it. I didn't have that many hours because I was part-time and, you know, it was my first real, real job. Um, you know, so I don't have anything negative to say, um, really there. I also did some babysitting, you know, during college here and there, but my next part-time job, (laughs) I worked, um, I worked it every week, um, it was Kohl's. Um, I worked at Kohl's. Everyone knows Kohl's. Um, at least I think they do. I'm pretty sure they're all over the country. Um, but I got the job in the summer um, during college. This was this was after I had worked at that little um, fast food joint. And I planned to keep the job throughout college. You know, I, I finally landed like a consistent job where like I worked like multiple days out of the week, you know, and uh, when I wasn't in school. And I even was able to line it up where I only... Um, had school like I had compiled like my school it was either like Monday Wednesday Friday or Tuesday Thursday like if you're in college and you know or you've had you've been to college you probably know exactly what I'm talking about but I had made it to where all my classes were either on like Monday and Tuesday and then I took online courses so that I could work the other days so that I you know so that I was working you know I was trying to I was trying to get my little college coins trying to get my little college coins right um, but when I got the job, you know, I was super excited because I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm working at a clothing store. I mean, that's nice because the truth be told, I really didn't like working with food because like I'm a foodie and I was just like, this place is going to literally make me unhealthy because all I'm going to want to do is eat fries like Monday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Uh, but whatever. Um, I was super excited. You know, I was, you know, I was a college student. And I was like, well, you know, let me get my coins. This is awesome. I worked in the, uh, the women's department, which consisted of, uh, like, well, it was Mrs. Juniors and Men's, and I, I didn't really ever work in the men's department. I was mostly in Mrs. and uh, Juniors. Oh, my God, just talking about this, I'm already getting, like, flashbacks. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, it was nice to have that consistent money as a college student and being able to go to a job where I was like, oh, clothing. I love clothing. Yay. Um, and, you know, it, it was like 25 cents above minimum wage. <laughs> but, hey, it was it was something. It was coins. You know, it was money. I, you know, I took it. I was happy because, again – first job, right? I knew I wasn't going to pursue a career at Kohl's. Um, I first started noticing that I was experiencing like, you know, some type of toxic work environment 
when I noticed that the management kept changing. Like one manager would leave, another one would replace them. You know, leaders over departments would leave too. And, and I, you know, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. Again, I was a college student. I was busy, you know, with school. You know, I, I didn't have time to think about that stuff, right? But it started there. Then employees, you know, started coming and going, and it seemed to be like a revolving door. And again, I didn't really care that much because I just, you know, I had a job in college, and that was a big deal to me. And also, it's like we're not making, like, buku money or anything. So it's like if people are not staying, that's not really, you know, it wasn't really that much of a shock. You know, outside of the random uh, weirdo customers that I would experience, you know, I, I was pretty much unbothered, you know, outside of, you know, seeing the employees leave and stuff like that. You know, so, of course, you had your 10-year-old employees who had been there for, like, 10 years, you know, and, and they were usually fun to work with. And, you know, you know, let me say this really quick. This this is random, but I have seen this meme go around, like, Twitter and, like, Facebook, and it's, like, this post that says, like, you got jobs out here making 50-year-olds best friends with 20-year-olds, and it was, like, something like, oh, where, where's, where's old Frank today? I miss him. Or, you know, something like that. I know I'm butchering it, but if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Which is so true in the workplace. I remember, oh, I just had this, like, memory. There was this older lady, Mary, and she was, like, older. Like, she had to be in her 70s. She had been with Coles forever, and she was so nice, but she was so funny. Oh, my God, I just thought about her. I hope she's doing well, because I remember when I was on, when I was leaving Coles, I think she had some health concerns. Random, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, um, you, you know, that's really true. You can really make any types of friends, which, you know, which is awesome. didn't matter what age. Moving forward, you know, there was a lot of pressure that started to come from management. You know, people, you know, needed to sign up for the credit card. And I know if you worked in retail, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You needed a Kohl's charge. Get a Kohl's credit card. You know, it seemed like that's all that mattered to the point where they were, like, beating it into our heads. You know, so we, you know, we've got what feels like a revolving door workplace Managers are consistently leaving and coming in and, you know, pushing the employees to get something that most people do not want. And that was one part that, like, I could not stand. And, you know, to be honest, I never pushed anybody, you know, I because I know for myself, like, it wasn't something that I would want. Now, obviously, I was a college student, but, like, you know, most people are not out here wanting a credit card for a store unless they consistently shop at that store but most people are just coming in I just need to buy a pair you know buy a couple pairs of jeans or I got to get my kids some uh some stuff for school or I'm buying stuff for work like it's not a like let me go shop at Kohl's every single week now you obviously you have some people that are out there like that but the average person is is not like that um and let's just talk about really quick that during orientation like they literally conned us into getting their credit card like I literally got one at orientation and I, and it was horrible and it became a menace because every time I could get all the discounts, I found an excuse to go shopping. Like it was horrible. And <laughs> you're right. Go saying, I don't want to work in a food restaurant cause I'm going to eat everything. Now I'm buying everything at Kohl's. You just can't win. Right. Um, but after a while, you know, I started to notice how due to it being that revolving door, we were low on manpower, and sometimes one person would have an entire department for themselves for the evening. Now, if you've never worked in retail, you may say, like, who cares about that? Well, at least at Kohl's, 
you had to put away clothes that were in the fitting rooms away at night. Like before, like I closed a lot. And in order, in order for us to like finish out, like we had to clean up the departments. And you may think like, oh, Cole's like, no. When I tell you these people would leave these clothes, like <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. I would go in a fitting room and it would be like 20 pieces of clothing. 20 pieces or more and I'm like what happened like did you buy anything like did you buy anything right because <laughs> I and I would just be like this is just crazy like are you freaking serious and you know you have to imagine that we would because of the law of manpower we would also get called to check people out of the registers because you know the people in the registers they were falling behind because the lines were too long and stuff like that so you could sometimes be responsible for putting away like racks and racks on clothes to the point where like when one at the end of the night, like when we're closed and, you know, I think we would have like an extra hour after closing it to, you know, um, just to finish uh, cleaning everything up. Like you literally, you literally had to um, go and help the other department because every, in order for us to all leave, you had to finish. Um, you know, so and it, it was horrible. And if you think about it, like for minimum wage, like sometimes we would be there two hours over cleaning up the kids department that got obliterated, looked like a tornado came through there, different things like that. And you may say, well, yeah, we're getting paid an extra hour, but I'm talking about being low on manpower and like not having enough support and not having enough people to help that if we had enough people, then, you know, this wouldn't happen. Most of us had, you know, worked eight hour shifts. You know, now, depending on the type of job you had, you know, you may say, like I said, this is nothing. Uh, and personally, like, I never, like, complained to management about it. I just, it was just like, man, like, this sucks. Like, I got class in the morning or, like, I'm off tomorrow and I'm here late, you know, trying to, you know, clean up the missus department because it was just me. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, but, you know, imagine having no support, you know, not getting paid enough. The stores literally next door in the same like shopping center were paying their employees way more. Like there was like a Marshall's nearby. There was like a Dick's Sporting Goods and they're paying way more than minimum wage. So, you know, you've got the managers in and out. You don't have enough employees and they push that freaking credit card down our throats so much. <laughs> and at every corner that if you didn't get one, you know, they would they would give you hell for it. And it was horrible. You know, no, you know, there were no benefits for part-time employees and you know unless a part-time you know unless you were a manager or you know like a leader over um a department everyone was part-time you know I was a college student again so I it didn't really matter for me but for some people this job was everything they worked this job they worked you know second job and and this you know was something that they needed and that type of environment for someone that says like they need this type of job you know it's not really healthy right? We had to deal with a lot of customers. You know, lines were wrapping around the stores and, you know, every, like everyone was getting pulled to the registers. Like I just mentioned a few moments ago, um, the apartment, you know, the departments were completely in disarray and customers were irate. Like (sighs) I have a just nasty warning. If you don't want to hear something nasty, skip ahead about 10 seconds. But like, I would literally go in the fitting room and there'd be pee all over the place. Like, and this was in a nice town. Like, this was in a nice town. So, like, this wasn't, like, and maybe a bad area. Like, no, it was a nice town. You got people freaking peeing in the fitting rooms. This happened multiple times. 
And it wasn't like, oh, maybe they were changing their baby or their child and there was a little accident. No, this was from an adult. There's no way that a child could empty out that much. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, the customers were irate. Managers would not back up the employees. If an employee was just stating whatever the policy was and the customer was cutting up, then managers would come come over and not back up the employee, even though the employee was completely polite, just stating policy and just doing, you know, whatever they needed to do, the right thing for their job. And the manager comes over and just caters to the customer and just it totally invalidates the employee. And it's just not right, you know. And you could you could have done the best work ever and you would never be rewarded or recognized for it. And that could be tough. You know, I know for me, like, it wasn't about like needing accolades or different things like that. But like, you at least just want to be recognized or acknowledged. I'll say bare minimum just to be acknowledged. Like, hey, thank you for working well in this department tonight. I know it's just you and, you know, it was a Saturday. It was crazy, but thank you. But, you know, besides all of this, I really try to be thankful because I said, again, I'm a college student and I got it and I have a set job. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not seasonal or anything like I have a set job and I'm good at it I'm good at my job you know leadership for the most part like me so I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna be thankful to God right I try to see my glass you know half full I try to be thankful for the job that I have it's a consistent job as I mentioned while I'm in college and like I said I was in good standing with the managers so what's wrong right I go to class I go to work and I do what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, talking to some of the other workers and hearing how this, like I said, this was their second job. So this is how they're trying to provide for their livelihood. They're adults. They're not in college. And they're dealing with this type of environment. It's hard, you know. And low key, like a large company and corporation like Kohl's, like what is stopping them from paying more, you know, or providing benefits to the part-time employees or at least there be eligibility for it? You know, like, this wasn't a small, like, mom-and-pop shop or small, like, mom-and-pop department store. This is a huge, like, I'm going to guess multi-million dollar company. My first raise was, like, 20 cents. <laughs> 20 cents? 20 cents. Eventually, they ended up giving us a couple dollar raise down the line because people complained about it because they're like, look, I can go get a job at Marshalls and make, you know, whatever, a couple of dollars over minimum wage or, you know. By that time, I was almost out the door, so I had, I had found another amazing job, you know, after that. Now, this next job, I'm not going to say the name because if you know me, you know I worked here. Um, but the reason why I'm not going to say it is because I have so much respect and love for this company, even though there were great times and there were really, really hard times here. But I have so, like I said, I have so much love and respect. I worked at this company proudly for five years. This job did so much for me and my family. And the only reason why I don't work there anymore is because when my son was born, I was unable to keep it for like personal life reasons. And again, like I'll share that when I share like my family's story of how like we moved across the country and uh, things of that nature. So I didn't leave on ill will and I left on amazing terms and if I ever wanted to go back I know they would take me with open arms so I have to preface that and I don't you know I don't want to say anything because my issue that I want to talk about the toxicity that I experienced was 
not so much with the company, which, but it was more so with the people. Unlike Coles, where I just feel like there was some like toxic stuff, like you guys could have paid more, da 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 da, whatever. So, <laughs> I got this job and I left Coles, and I felt like my life was made. Uh, when I got the job, I I had a, a year left of college. I had a year left. Um, and I was making more than double what I made at Kohl's. And the vibe of the job was me. Ugh, like I was excited. I was happy to have a great job. It was a job that if I wanted to turn it into a career, I could. And as you see, I worked there for five years. So I did turn it into a career uh, for the most part. And having that type of job security was amazing. And things started off great. I was part-time, I was doing well in school, I was going on about my life, but then I saw that whole managers were changing again, I was like, oh, triggered, no, I'm just kidding, no, but I'm like, oh man, like, I saw that happen to Coles, but I didn't think anything of it, because, you know, this job was just so on another spectrum compared to Coles, you know what I'm saying, and I didn't think of much of it because of that, you know, lots of veterans were there, same type of deal, but everything seemed cool, and I loved that. And it was for, you know, for about a good year or so. The opportunity to become full-time had came about, and, and I went for it. I was still in school, but I would have been graduating in, like, less than a year. And I was getting married, and I was getting married. I think it, I think we were already engaged, whatever. But I'm like, oh, you know, this is great. Let me go ahead and go full-time. Why not? Lots of people went for it, and I didn't get it. And I wasn't really salty that I, like, didn't get it because the people that got it, like, totally deserted. They were there way longer than me. Their work ethic and everything about them was awesome, so I was happy for them. But, hold on. I need to preface something. This company prided itself in, like, growth and development as an employee, honesty, truth, love, happiness, unicorns, and <laughs> everything you can imagine. And when I didn't get full-time, I had hoped that I would at least be given something I could work on better, like, not just... You know, just, just give me something, you know, something I could focus on so the next time there was a spot I'd be ready. Anything, feedback. And this company also prided itself in that too, feedback. But I didn't get anything. I got a bunch of fluff. And I felt like they weren't being honest with me. Like if I didn't have the qualifications of like, you know, the other candidates, I'd rather you just tell me that so that I can figure out how to improve rather than make it seem like you feel sorry for me and all this other stuff, you know, and, and come up with some fluff of why you're not moving forward with me. Like, just say, hey, we think you can work on this and that. This person got it because they had X, Y, Z, and, you know, we think you're great, and we know you're going to hopefully be full-time in the future, and ride them to the sunset. I would have took that, but the fluff I got which is not it, right? I feel like that's when some of that toxicity, I started seeing it at this job. You know, I just moved forward and, you know, I, I, the good thing was is that this company would give a lot of like hours and people would give away shifts and stuff. So it was almost like I was full time. I just wasn't on paper. So I was able to, you know, get my coins and work hard. I just kept moving forward and I still love the job. Still just, you know, loved it. Told myself the next opportunity came about, like I'd be ready and it would be mine, period. Leadership changed again, moving forward. All new managers, some managers left. There was even a scandal, but I'm not even going to get into that because I don't even know what's true and what isn't, but whatever. Things started to get weird. And, you know, I just kept moving forward again because I loved this job so much. I was getting my coins, and I was in college. I was, you know, like I said, I was engaged, and I was just happy, and I was moving forward. 
then people started leaving and coming and going. And I was like, oh, I saw that before, but you know, whatever. It seemed after kind of like two years or so, there was an entire different lineup of employees, minus the veterans, and a few part-time employees like myself. You know, I, I got to work with a lot of cool people, I have to say, you know, side tangent, and some of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life, I met at this company. You know, another year later, a whole management team came in, and then the full, another full-time spot came about. There were a few full-time spots, and I went for it, and I got it. And I told y'all, you know, I wasn't messing around. I said when I was going to get it, you know, the next time it came around, like, it was mine, period. And it was. The head manager, um, who she wasn't the head manager when I first got hired, um, she really believed in me. And I felt like she was, like, the only real manager there. She really pushed me. And I really like feel like she's the reason why I went full-time. Not like she picked me out of favoritism, but with her pushing me and challenging me, I was able to have the qualifications necessary to go full-time. And I really feel like she made me better you know more things started changing and you know weird moves as far as management and employees you had some employees being promoted to like weird weird roles roles that like didn't make sense like this person be in this department we're gonna make them like the leader over um this section and it would be like what like what the what that don't make sense um you know not that they couldn't go for it but you had people that had been like putting in the work and they were getting glossed over um, they were getting completely snubbed and they place, I hate to say it, but like these lackluster employees just because they were tenured in their place. And I was confused because I was like, this is starting to remind me of Coles a little bit, but I was like, you know, whatever. I got full time. I was happy. I was moving forward. I loved it. I love my job. I said, who cares? I'm just focusing on me. Another year goes by. I'm married. I'm full time. And you know, I'm somewhat thriving in life. You know, there was a particular role that I was interested in um, that, and I had been working hard to, you know, obtain. It hadn't been available for a while, um, but it came about that it was available at another location that this company had. By that time, the head manager that I talked about and raved about, she went to that location where that role was available, um, and we had a whole new, like, a whole new head manager at our location at this time. I tried going for it. And the role at the other location, as I mentioned, I, I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see. I was like, why not? You know, why not just try and see what happens? You know, I really, you know, wanted it at my location because this location was like far. And I was like, I just don't know if this is feasible for my life to be so far away, you know. Things started to take a turn. I believe it was like mid-2019. I had begun struggling with anxiety because things were getting really hectic at work. It was just crazy busy. We were somehow low on manpower. And it was just, and I didn't have a set schedule, so I felt like I had no life. I felt like I was never able to spend time with my husband. I was newly married, and my days off would fly by because I was sleeping, because I was just so tired from working, you know, eight-hour-plus shifts, and I was always busy, and there just never seemed to be enough support and, like, hands to help and stuff. And, you know, it was tough because of that. And I had this manager, and I feel like she, like, low-key was out to get me, and I literally don't know why. Because, you know, I, I was really unproblematic at work. I minded my business. I, like, I, I, I tried my best to just be nice and friendly to everyone, 
and clicks started forming, which is weird because when I first got there, there were not any clicks. But then all these clicks started forming, and I really didn't feel myself like attached to any of them because I just, I don't know, I just kind of felt different. But like that didn't stop me from being nice and talking to people and being friendly and having conversations. And it wasn't on purpose that I didn't attach to them. You know, I was just working and living my life. You know, I really, I was like too focused on what was going on in my own life that I didn't really spend as much time like developing like really, really deep work relationships. But I just don't think that that should hold anybody back. You know, that's just my opinion. I was the type that, you know, would, would just go to work and clock in and clock out. But I, like I said, I was very nice and, and friendly. Um, I never took the time, I guess, to build those relationships. But, you know, whatever. I think if you want to do that, that's great. And if you don't, who cares? Um, so back to that manager. <laughs> Her and I just kept not seeing eye to eye. You know, there, there was a level of empowerment that the company would pride itself in providing to its employees. But with her, I felt like she never trusted my judgment, even though I had already, by this time, I'd been with the company for, like, three-plus years. Like, and I was at that location longer than her. So, like, she came in, and I was already there, you know. And I just feel like she wouldn't trust my judgment in areas where managers are supposed to, you know, trust the judgment of the employees. And, you know, there were just situations, you know, where she would involve herself with me and a, and a uh, customer, and she just did not need to be there. And it was never anything bad. It was, like... I got this, I almost said her name, <laughs> I got this, like, you you know, you, you don't need to be breathing down my neck, um, and also, like, I was a very good employee, like, I wasn't, like, I'm not gonna say I was a top, 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 but, like, I was a good employee, like, they had no reason to think that I was not performing my job to the capacity that it needed to be performed at, um, but as I mentioned, d during this time, I was struggling with anxiety, and I, I probably wasn't as, like, friendly. I wasn't mean to anybody. I think I just started to be more reserved into myself. Uh, but I wasn't, like, ignoring anyone or being rude or being rude to customers or anything of that nature. It was more so, like, if you knew me, you would know something was up. But I was just more quiet. And, you know, she had the nerve one time to bring me into an office to talk to me, quote-unquote. And she literally just said, there are days when I see you, and you don't look happy. Excuse me? what the what now she didn't say this in a concerning tone it'd be different if she brought me in and was like you know hey you know I just want to check in with you and and just see if you're okay you just something di is different about you and you just don't really you seem like you're not your happy bubbly self you know is everything okay nope she didn't seem concerned but who says that to somebody like really like uh, and I the reason why I was mad was because a company that prides itself into you know caring about its employees she wasn't caring at all and you know you'd think she would be concerned for my well-being or wanting to know if I was okay but it was more of her talent but it seemed like she was like telling me that because she was concerned about the customers when again like you could never tell that I wasn't happy with my customers I was very happy I was very bubbly and I, I knew what I was doing, and I knew I was doing my job right in that aspect. You know, I was happy to help any customers, never neglectful anything. And, you know, I feel like I said, one, you should never say that to somebody. And as my manager, you should, you should care if that's true, especially with the way the company prided itself. And I don't hold the company to that because, you know, she's that one, she's an individual. But you see my point. Like, if you're a manager, you should really be upholding the company's standards and values. But it was stuff like that that was starting to make me struggle with loving the job. So add that on top of the anxiety I was already dealing with. Outside of the other leadership, you know, nonsense that started to happen in this push for us to start hitting metrics and achievements. When I first got hired, that was not a thing. So that was kind of annoying, but it was whatever. Um, different things that didn't used to matter started to matter. 
<sighs> but the final straw for me. So that role I mentioned earlier that I desired another location. Um, I di- I don't know if I mentioned, uh, but I didn't get it. Um, but again, I wasn't butthurt. I was. It was just like I was just trying. Um, that role I mentioned earlier that I desired another location, there were rumors and, you know, rumblings that it was going to be available at my location and that other location. So there were going to be two spots in total coming up. So of course, you know, I, I wanted to go for it at my location because it was closer for me. And, you know, I was used to my location. I had been there for three years and I was like, oh, this would be awesome to be promoted at my, you know, home location. And, you know, but I wasn't afraid to change. I will say that. Like, I was always open to change and stuff. But I had heard from a reliable source that the head manager, the one that I had talked and raved about, um, you know, a little bit ago, uh, who helped me get to full time, uh, I had heard that she was considering uh, me for the role um, at her location uh, because I had, as I mentioned a little bit ago, and I hope this isn't confusing, that role had opened up earlier in the year. I went for it and didn't get it. So she kind of expected for me to go for it a second time. And she, you know, because I had a good relationship with her, she was already, you know, thinking of me and seeing me as a candidate uh, for the position, which I was thrilled and honored for. But, you know, at the time I had to think about my family and what worked best for me and my family, which was me and my husband at the time. Um, me, my husband and I at the time, we were potentially thinking about wanting to try for our first child. Um, side tangent, like we don't have, you know, obviously a, a history or anything of um, uh, infertility or any issues. But, you know, whenever you want to try for a child, you don't know how long that could take. But, you know, we were considering like, you know, we, we were thinking about starting um, a family and being so far away and working far away. You know, at the time, my husband, uh, you know, he was working a lot, you know, he had crazy hours and different things. And just for me to pile on top of that and to have a child and for me to be working so far away, it, it, you know, and also just even being like pregnant during that time, like if I were to be pregnant and to be so far away from like my hospital, my doctor, if anything, and far away from my husband, like I like these are the things that I was thinking about at the time, like as much as I would have loved to consider a new location and everything like that, like it may have not just been feasible for my family and my lifestyle and it just wouldn't have been, um, it just wouldn't have logistically made sense. So I had vocalized this to the managers at my location. I didn't get into super deep, you know, big detail, but I let them know that where me and my husband were in our life. And, and it was normal to share life experiences and what you were dealing with. This is the culture of the company. So it wasn't weird that I'm sharing this. And I stated that I would like to at least, um, cause the way it happens is that you have to like say that you want to go for the role. And then they'd like to, and then they'd like tell you, you know, do you want to interview? And you, that's just kind of how it worked. But I let them know that, you know, I would at least like to interview because everyone gets to interview. You know what I'm saying? It's fair, right? It's supposed to be fair. I wanted to at least interview for their position there. Y'all want to know what they did? <laughs> okay. So I will say no hate to, to, um, the people because I actually really love the people, um, that ended up in the positions. I actually, I think they're great. And I, they were really, they were like, they were good, like friends that I had at work. I was cool with them. So like, they were not the issue. It was the managers. (laughs) So let me tell y'all what they did. So not only did they not give me an opportunity to interview for it, they took somebody that was pretty much kind of in the same, um, 
ballpark as me had been going, trying to go for the role, and it, it made sense if he were to get it. And they took somebody else who had never expressed interest. I guess they had a college degree in it, but again, no hate to him. I I, I think he's an, he was an awesome guy. Um, they took him, and what they did was is they put them through like some type of like workshop or something for the role or something, and they let them interview it. And they never even gave me a chance to interview. Like, they pretty much, when they saw that I was going for another another store, it was like, oh, well, she's gone. She's gone. And I heard that the manager that I said is out for me, I heard she said, oh, she will never have that role here. Huh? Why? Like, again, I still don't know what I did to this lady. I really do not know. (sighs) So after, you know, Hearing my personal reasons for wanting to stay at my home location, I would imagine that they would at least give me the opportunity to at least interview. If you don't want me for the role, that's fine. But why not give me the opportunity to at least interview for it? You know what I mean? And I just couldn't believe that this manager made, I feel like she was what was standing in my way. Like she was the only reason why I couldn't interview for the position. And it just didn't make sense to me. Like, again, let someone interview. If you don't select them, you don't select them. But the fact that I couldn't, that there was no even like letting me interview for it, you know, like, don't I get a say? Cause it felt like, like, yes, overall, would I have chosen to go to that other store and I'll get to what ended up happening um, in just a moment. Yes. Because it was a new experience and everything. And I, like I said, just because of stuff that happened, I was kind of excited to want to, um, change locations. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it was just, it was tough because it was like, you know, you have to consider someone's life and you have to consider what they're dealing with and they should get a say in where they go. And I knew that the head manager at the other location wanted me, but it's like, don't I get a say? You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't I at least get to interview for it? You know what I mean? And then you guys can make whatever decision that you want to make. You know, I just, I just think that, you know, that's what's fair, right? And I just couldn't believe that other manager. Like, did, you know, does she hate me? Like, what was her deal with me? Because I never disrespected her. I never stepped over her toes. Like I said, we didn't see eye to eye, but it was never on anything serious. It was more so like, hey, I'm dealing with my customer right now. And you're just kind of coming in and bulldozing over everything. And that's not like, that's not the culture here. So I don't know why you're doing that to me in particular, because it doesn't seem like you do that to anybody else, but. Moving on, um, I ended up interviewing for the spot at the other location, and I got it. Um, I took two trains to get there, <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but it really wasn't. If you knew where it was, you would kind of understand why I, it was technically two trains. Um, but overall, it really only took me like an hour to get there. It's just where it was and everything you had to take two trains, but it wasn't crazy. I actually enjoyed it. Um It wasn't bad, though. But you know what? Going to that location was the best thing I ever did for my career at the company. And, you know, I was in a new environment. I was working the job that I had so desired uh, in the company. I was doing amazing. I was kicking butt. I had a set schedule. I had weekends off. It was amazing. I was living it. And it, it was great. And, you know, I'm so thankful for that role. I had so much fun. I learned so much and it, it was just amazing and I put all that toxicity behind me then the pandemic hit <laughs> I was literally only at at the location in person for like four and a half months the pandemic hit in 2020 and then I was working from home for over a year 
And then me and my husband, we moved down to Atlanta from Chicago. Um, they transferred me and, um, I, and when we moved down here, I was pregnant and I worked from home in that role, uh, worked for the location down here, um, all the way up until I got pregnant, went on maternity leave, had to make some life decisions and I ended up leaving the company, but I rode off into the sunset. You know, we had our son and, and we moved forward and, you know, now that I don't work for the company anymore, I, I really did learn that, you know, there are some work environments that are toxic. Sometimes it's the company, like I said, Kohl's, like, I just think that there were certain standards at Kohl's where it was like, there's no reason that it needs to be like, this is a multi-million dollar company. And then you have companies where it's the people like this other company I worked for, which was amazing. I would go back to this company in a heartbeat if I could. If I could, I would go back and work for this company. I really would. I had the time of my life. It's the best job I ever had. And I know, as you heard my work history, um, you know, I worked there for five years. So I had, had I haven't had many, you know, jobs, but it's the best job I ever had. And I would recommend anybody to go work there. Um, but at the end of the day, I just learned that, you know, when you're dealing with toxicity in the workplace, you have to do what's best for you. If what's best for you and your mental health or just your work ethic or just what's going on in your life is best for you to go to a different location or to consider another role or go to another job, do that. It was kind of sad that me and my husband had to put off our life plans, but ended up working out because the pandemic hit and, you know, we decided to wait to want to try for a baby because for us personally, when the pandemic hit, you know, no one knew what was going on. You know, it was kind of scary in the beginning and everything because no one understood the virus. And, you know, I'm happy that I wasn't pregnant during that time. Um, my heart goes out to any mamas that works. I can't imagine the anxiety and different things that, you know, mamas had to face out there, you know, during that time period. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, you have to do what's best for you and don't be afraid to do that. Now, I'm not going to say that you need to like jump from job to job, but, you know, do what you can. And if a company has HR, reach out to your resources, do whatever you need to do. But we all deal with it. So if you're dealing with a toxic work environment, like just know that we have all had that one job, that one boss, that one coworker, that one employee um, that just, ugh, you know what I mean? Um, so it's tough. But I, it, but I definitely can say that if the, you know, if you're in that or you've been through that, I resonate with you. And, um, you know, sometimes it really is just that manager. They're just toxic. Now, I want to say something so bad, but like, I don't like airing out people's laundry, especially when I don't know them. But let's just say sometimes it's just them. There's something wrong with them. Let's just say I saw this manager have a particular outburst. The one that I felt like had it out for me on social media. Because, you know, we had our managers and stuff on social media. And when I saw it, I was like, okay, you are an interesting individual. I'll just leave it at that. So the way that her behavior was, it was kind of like, okay, well, you are interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you just, I'm going to take everything that you've ever done with a grain of salt. Cause you, whatever. Right. I, I pray the best for you. Right. But toxicity, you know, overall, you know, it's everywhere. And, you know, sometimes it's like I said, it's the company and, and you just have to do what you have to do to get yourself into a better situation. 
Um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it seems impossible. But look, look for something better. There's always something better out there. Um, or look for a new position or consider something else. Consider, you know, changing or, or just do what you can. Or if you can't get out of that toxic environment, you know, do your best. Work hard and something will turn around and something will come up and just do what you can. I thought that I wasn't ever going to get out of that toxic environment. And that's why I had anxiety about it, like I mentioned, because I was like, I loved this job, but like things are getting toxic. And then a door opened for me. If a door opens for you, take it. Uh, someone that my husband knows um, was telling him recently that I hope I don't butcher this, but if you're in a boat and you're on the shore, um, sometimes a tide will come in and you have to take that opportunity to sail. And if you don't, you may be stuck and that opportunity may never come back. So like for me, I knew I was like, either I take this position and move on and leave all this shenanigans behind me or I stay in this toxic environment and just hope that they give me the role one day. But I'm happy that I did what I did. And again, it was the best thing I ever did. You know, I learned that I had to move on from those toxic people. I had to focus on myself and what I deserved. And, and you know, it's not about being self-centered. It's just like if you know you work hard, there's nothing wrong with knowing that about yourself and knowing that you deserve a better job or a better role or a better situation. And it's not easy and it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, as I mentioned, everything I mentioned literally happened over the course of a, of a few years. You know, I was like I said, I was with the company for five years. So it takes time, but hang in there and just know that if you're in that situation, you know, just look, be open. That's the biggest thing I had to do is be open to something new and to a new opportunity. But, um, you know, I do want to go ahead and wrap up here. I'm rambling about uh, my work experiences um, for a while now. But if you made it to the end, thank you so much for tuning in, listening to my stories, uh, my toxicity in the workplace stories. Um, if you have any thoughts or opinions, uh, feel free to write a review um, or go ahead and um, leave a comment on the Instagram. Our Instagram is at my so-called thoughts pod um, or go ahead and view the YouTube channel. We also upload this on the YouTube channel, like I mentioned in the beginning, and go ahead and leave a comment or I love to hear your crazy work stories or if you got a quick one or anything like that or even just send a message on instagram because i think it would just be interesting to hear the stories uh but thank you so much again for tuning in i hope you all are doing well and you're staying safe and you're if you are in a toxic uh, work situation i hope that you get through it and i hope that um you're able to focus on the good and to get through the situation and move on to the next thing uh but thank you again thanks for tuning in this is sunray and i'm out Peace.